This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelly Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network, where I, Keaton DeRocher, and Shelly Verstraight will recap the series that just ended with the Red Sox and preview the series that's about to start. Um, Shelly, right off the bat, we have a two-game split here with Baltimore, which I guess is progress, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> we, we, we won some games, so it's definitely progress. Yeah. Uh, opening series of the season, dropped two out of three, split. I guess that's you know, one more win. But I <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, had a little bit of a streak there going there. But uh, let's dive right on into game one where Mr. Nate Evaldi had himself a game. Seems like he, well, hopefully he can keep this going, kind of straighten himself out. Seven innings pitched, one walk. Um, there, six strikeouts. Uh, did give up a home run, but limited the damage and then ended up getting the win seven to one. What do you think of Evaldi's performance this time around? Um, I was impressed. Um, uh, the first inning was a little bit sketchy, um, but it seemed like he was able to buckle down and get through six more. Um, so yeah, I, I was, I was really, um, uh, pleased with his, with his performance. I mean, yeah. I mean, do I want more strikeouts? Sure. I mean, he went seven and six strikeouts. Um, when you have Nate Eovaldi, you kind of, typically you kind of want more strikeouts than you have innings, but yeah. I mean, he went seven innings, only gave up uh, one earned run, six strikeouts. I'm totally fine with that. Agreed. like to see him keep this going. Brazier followed with an inning and two strikeouts, and Phillips Valdez finished off the night for the Red Sox with one inning and two strikeouts. It's a pretty solid performance from the pitching as well as the bats, who were able to put up seven runs and four runs in the ninth. Uh, they also thankfully did not get no hit by Astro Wojcikowski this time around. Quite the contrary, we uh, had him chase that for three and two-thirds and three runs and only four strikeouts. And most of the damage here coming in the ninth, um, we had some multi-hit games from Bogarts uh, and Mitch Moreland, who kept their hot streaks going, and Rafael Devers. And then uh, Christian Vasquez, who hopefully is heating back up after a, a nice long cold spell there, also had a multi-hit game. Uh, of all those guys that had the multi-hit games, um, I guess which which do you think is the most likely to continue this keeping keep moving forward? Um, I mean, I'm just gonna take maybe take the easy way out and t- just take Bogarts there. Um, yeah, uh, Bogarts, oh, he's the man. Um, I was really in, um, encouraged to see uh, Vasquez get two hits. Um, he's been dealing kind of with like a heel issue, um, but uh, which is a little bit scary. Um, but just seeing him just get two hits, even if it is against the Orioles, it's still it's still great um, to see. Yeah, a dinger from Bogarts in the third inning, and then a dinger from Moreland in the ninth inning, three run dinger, and he is now batting after this multi hit game three sixty. Um, I I am so impressed. Um, <laughs> I did not expect this um, from Mitch Moreland, and. <sighs> As, as disappointing as our team is, I'm afraid that he might be traded. I hope that he isn't because he's a he's a this like little bright spot on our team. Um, but if he is, um, I totally get it. 
Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, he's 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 totally killing it at the beginning of the season. Sure is. On to game two, which speaking of trades on Friday, uh, Brandon Workman and Heath Embry were traded. So we won't see them popping up here anymore. Um, then the Red Sox turned around and got the win. Um, kept their little win streak rolling here. Uh, eight to five. Um, kind of flipped the script a bit here. And they were the ones who scored early and often. Um, a bit of a struggle in the bullpen. Um, well, I guess I'll just go through them all. Brewer and Means was the pitching matchup. Means ended up going three, giving up three runs and two strikeouts. He has just not looked the same. Um, this season after coming back from that injury at all. Colton Brewer went four innings, two strikeouts, two walks, only three hits. Was able to uh, keep everything in line there. Then uh, Darwin's and Hernandez made his debut and ended up getting the win. Uh, two innings pitched, three strikeouts, one walk. That is really good to see, only one hit. Uh, and then uh, Osich had himself a difficult day going in inning in two-thirds and giving up all five runs. Um, <laughs> three homers. Not great. Not great. Uh, and then Austin Bryce uh, finished off that second inning for Osich, and Barnes got the save, uh, who is presumably now the Red Sox closer, unless something else should change, should he also be traded. So, yep. um, Highlights here. Another home run for Bogarts. J.D. Martinez hit his third of the season, which is great to see. Devers hit his fourth of the season. Uh the core guys there in the middle of the order that you want to see hitting bombs, hitting bombs. So that is really great to see. Devers had another multi-hit game. J.D. Martinez had a multi-hit game. And my boy Michael Chavis had a multi-hit game whose average is now up to 246. Uh-oh. Ooh, is he streaking. <laughs> so uh, I guess what was your your just overall reaction to this game? Um Really was, uh, the score makes it look a lot closer than it was. Oshich gave up his five runs in the seventh and the eighth. Red Sox were basically in control the entire way here. A uh, little bit shaky, thinking that they were about to possibly blow it um, after Oshich gave up those runs. But for the most part, a game that we haven't seen in a while where the Red Sox were just in control. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was I was really, really excited Um and pleased with this game. And b- the biggest takeaway for me was Dorinson Hernandez. Um, I mean, yeah. he made his debut this, uh, you know, this year. He went two innings, got three strikeouts, only one walk. Like, that is huge. Um, I do think that he, um, I don't really want to see him, like, move back to the starter role. But, you know, him pitching two innings, maybe three innings here, following, like, like one of our quote-unquote bull pin games I'm totally fine with and just to see him just like just come out and just just really just dominate um is really really that is like the the bright spot of this game for sure especially with that long layoff and then coming back he also was asked said he sees himself as a starter but is ready to fill any role that the Red Sox kind of have for him. So how do you think the Red Sox end up using him? Do you think they give him a chance to be a starter or do you see him as like an opener or the follower in one of these like bullpen days? How do you think the Red Sox end up using him going forward? Um, I mean, if, 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 if I had my, you know, just if it was up to me, I would use him as the follower 
you know, throw him like two to three innings after an inning of like Brewer or Osich or, you know, some guys like that. Um, that's how I kind of view him. Um, I really don't want to see him move like towards the starter role because we've seen that before and unfortunately Hernandez can only go maybe about three innings and then he gets blown up. So um, I would just really like to see him in the follower role. Agreed. Um, then game three yesterday, the Orioles got the walk-off win in extra innings. Uh, another great pitching, pitching performance uh, from Martin Perez, who went seven innings, six strikeouts, uh, only one run, five hits, one walk, did give up a homer. Um, Pat Valleca had himself a series <laughs> homer in yeah. the first three games. Uh, actually, I did not get a chance to watch today, so I don't know if he hit his fourth, but he at least had the first three, which uh, not exactly where we would have expected power to be coming from here, but... Uh, that was followed by Josh Taylor, who gave up two runs and blew, um, I guess got charged with a blown save there in the eighth. Then Ryan Brazier went one in the third, clean, no runs. Uh, and then Barnes ended up blowing the save, his second of the year, and taking the loss in the tenth. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of, like, impressed with Perez, because I've been, like, kind of, I mean, watching the games and then also going back and looking at, like, baseball savant. Like, he's really, like, throwing a lot of stuff out of the zone. But he's still able to get away with it. So, it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know how I feel about uh, Martin Perez. But, you know, with the, the state of our pitching, I'm totally fine with just being totally confused with Martin Perez. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, with just Taylor... Uh, I know that he had a long layoff, so I'm not going to look really into kind of what he's done. Like he has a you know a 19 what ERA right now, which is yep, which is uh, it makes sense because he hasn't thrown too many innings and he's kind of you know given up a couple of a uh, couple of runs there. But um, I, I I still think he's going to turn around. Um, but I mean I, I'm a I'm disappointed that we got this loss, but. Overall, I'm okay with it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I was really encouraged to see Martin Perez keep that going. And um, we won't really talk about the trade too much because this is the podcast <laughs> to talk about it. Yep. But I'm hoping that what they've done and been able to unlock with Martin Perez, they might be able to do with Nick Pavetta, who has had a lot of hype in the past, but just never been able to put it together. I'm not really expecting much from him than his 15.88 ERA, but... If they can unlock him like they've done with Perez here and get really quality starts out of him, that's a nice game changer. Yep, totally. Uh, highlights for the Orioles, I kind of already hit on that. Uh, Valaika hit his third, or hit a home run in his third straight game. Santander hit his 10th of the year. He is just on fire. He's kind of been a Red Sox killer, too. So yeah. that's not great to see. Um, Cobb uh, posing Perez. I actually. <laughs> didn't realize i hadn't mentioned that yet uh perez and cobb was a pitching matchup in that game cobb went five innings two earned runs one strikeout one walk one strikeout that is amazing that he lasted five innings one strikeout uh yeah yeah it really is because i mean cobb he's actually been you know like pretty good this year and really been really good with like that 
uh, the splitter that he has. Um, so to just see that he only got like one strikeout is kind of surprising and also going like five innings. Um, but, uh, yeah, one strikeout. That was crazy. And the Red Sox dropped that 5-4 and then on to the final game of the series, game four of the series, the Red Sox again dropped that 5-4 the Orioles. Uh, Pat Flaika did not hit a home run. <laughs> uh, Zach Godley versus Wade LeBlanc. In this one, LeBlanc went two-thirds of an inning, gave up one earned. Uh, and then left with an injury. And then Eshelman followed that up with four and a third clean with two strikeouts and a walk, which was a big boost for that pitching staff. Godley went two and two thirds, giving up another three runs, five walks, and only three strikeouts. That is quite a pitching line there uh, as Godley's struggles continue. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I was very... Um excited or impressed with his first outing um, of the year. And ever since then, I just really just want to shut my eyes and <laughs> in yeah. five, in five walks. I, I, again, I, I don't really know who else really can start for this team, but five walks. Wow. That was, uh, this game was interesting. Yeah. This one was a struggle. Um, yeah. Red Sox only were able to muster six hits. Uh, the only real excitement coming with a leadoff home run, Kevin Pillar in the first. He had two hits. Jonathan Arauz had two hits. And then Bogarts added one. Bradley added one. That was it. Not a whole lot there. Um, Springs followed Godley. Uh, went two innings, three strikeouts. Didn't allow a run. Valdez, again, he continued his impressive year going and inning in the third. Not allowing a hit. Or, well, one hit and no runs. And then the, uh, I guess the final blow here came with Stock. He went an inning, gave up three hits and two runs, gathering two strikeouts on the Weber, finished it up with a cleaning, clean inning in the eighth, but by then, too late. Yep. The Red Sox split the series 2-2, and uh, now move on to, um, actually, where they sit in the standings first. They are still, hmm. uh, they are half a game behind the angels for the worst record in the american league bringing up the bottom of the al east i kind of feel like that's probably where they're going to be for a while and that leads us into a three-game series against the blue jays which we'll take a quick break and then give that a nice little preview all right looking ahead to the blue jays Nice little three-game set here after a day off tomorrow, which is the Red Sox first day off in a while. Um, that will run Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And uh, I guess for better or worse here for the Red Sox, Bo Bichette is injured and probably unlike, I think, not playing again this year, which is a huge bummer. However, Teoscar Hernandez has 10 homers and is hitting 300. Not exactly what we would have expected. Uh, and, of course, we have Red Sox killer Rowdy Talese coming in who can't seem to not hit a home run every single time he plays the Red Sox. Right now, the uh, Blue Jays are uh, five and a half games ahead of the Red Sox. So they are bringing up the fourth spot in the AL East. Um, is there anything surprising here? I mean, we, we just had a series against the Blue Jays. Uh, are you expecting any kind of different outcome this time around? 
Um, I'm not, I'm not really expecting too much of, you know, uh, really a different outcome. Um, it really does suck that, um, well, I guess maybe for the Red Sox it doesn't suck, but, uh, Nate Pearson, you know, is on the IL with, like, an injury. So we do have a bullpen game in there, and we're kind of hitting, like, the later part of the Blue Jays kind of starting five, so that might help us out. But I I really don't expect uh, too much uh, of good things for the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. Last uh, series they played, the Red Sox was a struggle, but they were able to win two out of three. And with the uh, Blue Jays injuries, um, I feel like the Red Sox should be able to. I would hope, anyway. Um <laughs> Pitching matchups for this series, I think, are kind of slightly in the Red Sox favor. Um, we got Hart versus Chase Anderson, Evaldi versus a bullpen game in Game Two, and then a bullpen game for the Red Sox versus Hyunjin Ryu. I expect Ryu is going to eat them up, but yeah. um, I also kind of expect Hart, even though he's starting, that to be a bullpen day as well. Yeah, but um, the Red Sox have kind of put some pieces together so that these bullpen games aren't as terrible to watch and just an automatic loss when they roll them out at least the past like eight games or so so they probably have a chance against chase anderson because the offense has just continued to score a bunch of runs every game evaldi if he's able to keep his going i feel like they should be able to win that game as well uh ryu is really the only bright spot for the blue jays in their pitching rotation he's very good so I don't feel great about a bullpen day going up against Ryu, but um, I'm going to predict that the Red Sox take two out of three again, but even taking two out of three, they're still pretty far behind Toronto. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. I do think that we're going to take uh, two out of three against Toronto. Um, I, I know that we have, um, like, quote-unquote, like two bullpen games, but knowing that we have Josh Taylor and Dorenzen Hernandez back in the bullpen, um, it really does, I think, help the those bullpen games a little bit. And I do think that we can get to Chase Anderson. I mean, he's coming back from injury himself. Um, so, yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think that we can take two out of three here. Agreed. Maybe something that's uh, not trending very well for the Red Sox is Kevin Biggio and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. have kind of started to find their stroke recently. Yeah. Um, both have averages at almost 270 now. They believe, believe the last time we played they were under 200 or at just right at 200. So they've kind of been able to put things together here. Biggio's up to six strikeouts, four stolen bases. He's going to be 18 walks and 22 strikeouts. That is incredibly impressive for Biggio. Yeah. So yeah. That, uh, although Bachet is missing, there are still bats to be feared in this lineup. And then, of course, old friend Travis Shaw. Yep. Um, that is all we got. Oh, um, MVP of the series. We forgot to do both. Whoops. Um, well, for the... I'm going to go Bogarts for the uh, the Orioles series, even though Pat Falaikin probably <laughs> deserves a look. Uh, but I'm going to go on the positive route, even though the series split. Uh, Bogarts had himself a pretty decent series. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Paprika might uh, might be the MVP, but uh, I'm just going to give it to Bogarts because I love I love Bogey. Agreed. Yep. Uh, and prediction: uh, Alex Verdugo is on an absolute tear right now. Right. 
So I'm going to, I mean, while he didn't end up hitting a home run in the series, he still hit almost 400 for the series, that four-game series. Uh, and that's something that he's, he's on, like, a 13-game hit streak. So I'm going to go with Verdugo. Uh, yeah, I, I'm totally for it. Like, um, I, 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 I'm totally for Verdugo for the MVP. And I really just hope that he just is hitting leadoff. Um, just going for it. I know that he won't because Pilar will be hitting leadoff against lefties, but not yep. my decision. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm with you if it makes you feel any better. It does. <laughs> you can find both of us at Over the Monster where we've written some stuff, participated in roundtables, always got stuff popping up over there. You can also follow us both on Twitter at the Spoken Keats and at V underscore 643. Thanks for listening. We'll be with you again on Friday morning.